Well, I think it's I think the overall point is don't aim for the common denominator. Like the goal shouldn't be, at least in my perspective, I, I don't want to create comedy that's necessarily funny for everyone, because I think like, what are you how can you really do anything interesting if every single person yeah. finds it funny, which which is an impossibility because yeah, humor yeah. is so subjective. Exactly. But it's like, I don't know, the the goal, is, like some people are just aren't going to like what you're doing. Yeah. And that's totally fine. But the goal shouldn't be, oh, this works for as many people as possible, because I think then you're just diluting your point or your material mm. or your style. Welcome to Eggs, Bacon, Grits, Sausage Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, Thelonious Fiorito. On the show, I get advice from my guests for how to become better at stand-up comedy. Oftentimes, we only hear advice from mega-successful comedians like Ralphie May or Ari Shafir or Roy Woods Jr., and that's probably how it should be. But if you're like me, you get off on hearing advice, and advice can be useful when it's from someone more local, more current, and more connected to the scene that we're in. Judd Apatow wrote a book about interviewing uh, famous comics on his high school radio station. So hopefully, and I know this to be true, my guests will become famous so that I can write a book and sell it. Uh, on my show today, I have a comic who's been doing stand-up for umpteen years. Um, we have met many times. She is the host of Firestarter's Mike uh, and Firestarter Show. Uh, her name, I will do it right now because I'm so awesome, It is Divya Gunasakaran. Yeah. Hey, look at that. All right. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, I, I'm, uh, I'm awful and, and I um, didn't prepare as much as I wanted to with the, with the name, but that's all right. Um, you nailed it. I know. I mean, come on. Like, you know, people have to, people don't prepare for my name and I, 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 I accept it as it is, as life of a, a struggling 10 letter person name. What's the worst someone has butchered your name? <sighs> um... People will just like literally like freestyle the name. They'll just go like Thaddeus. But you know what? That's kind of in the spirit of your name. Yeah. I mean, it's no. And I actually like when I li like Thaddeus is kind of fun. I kind of try to use some of the um, some of the mess ups in my stand up anyway. So I'm like, come mess it up. <laughs> mess it up, please. Because like this is only this is only good for me. Um, so I, I enjoy it. I. Uh, I'm I'm so happy to have you on. Uh, you you've been so nice to me. Uh, you know, in in our infrequent meetings here and there, um, like last week when I uh, I, I had a I, I hosted I guest hosted a mic on my birthday at Eastville, which is a great place. Um, just Monday at six p.m. can be an awful, <laughs> awful time to do comedy for whatever reason. And um, I, I had a really bad mic. Everyone was uh, dogging me. It was on my birthday, which was such a mistake. <laughs> and then um, I, I came out, did a, 
uh, came out and Divya was there and I was like sulking and then uh, you got me a guest guest shot, a guest host <laughs> shot, a host <laughs> drink. That was a shot. That was really nice of you. Yeah, it was your birthday. It was my birthday. Um, and uh, but, you know, not everyone, can, not everyone's uh, a terrible person in comedy. That's what it is what I'm saying. And you're one of those people. You're on my I have a, um, a show idea. It's going to uh, I'm thinking they call it good vibes only. And I, you are on that. You unknowingly are on that list <laughs> of uh, of good vibes people in comedy. Perfect. My plan to be nice just to get booked That's, is working hey, out. Great. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I, I am on purpose nice to people just as much as I can because I know that it can't that it's it's a, it's a financial decision for me. Right. No, no. It, I, I also don't know how to. I don't want to be mean, but you know. I, yeah, I think that's like such an underrated aspect of comedy, honestly. Like I find comedy can be so hard in and of itself. Like there's there's so much work, there's so much disappointment you can face. And like, but some people still choose to not treat other people well. And it blows my mind. Like, why would you make things just more miserable for yourself and everyone? Like, why not? It's, it's so much easier to be nice. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think for some people it's, it's, I think there's actually people who are, it's easy. Well, it's definitely easier for some people to be mean. It's uh it's an unfortunate, I mean, I'll, you don't agree. I think, I think some people are, their defense mechanism is mean. I and think to it's tear easy. you down because they're self-conscious about themselves. I think. Yeah. I I mean, or maybe I that's my way of being like, I don't understand how you could do this to me. Why? <laughs> Why? Why me? Yeah, I think it definitely comes from a place of insecurity and frustration. And I get it. Like, I've been there. I felt that. Um, but like, I don't know. That Ultimately, that doesn't make you feel better. You know? I don't think being mean actually makes you feel better. No. Um, I mean, I feel like that's definitely... Uh, like some kind of movie, some kind of 2000s movie thing where it's like, hey, <laughs> stop being mean. It doesn't make you feel better. I know you go up to your room and you listen to Green Day anyway, all right? This so this was an after-school special from the <laughs> 90s. <laughs> uh, so, um, Divya, I, uh, I, I wanted, I'm so, I'm, I'm excited to have you on because you're the first person that I, um, that I wanted to ask about like uh, roasting stuff. Because um, I'm I'm doing my own roast on June 22nd. Dan Wicks is hosting it. I'm I'm roasting this guy Matt Miller, but it's not the Matt Miller that people know. It's this that's the other one. He's younger than the Matt Miller that he's. It's funny because they kind of look the same. They're bigger and they're white and and you know that's it. Wait, so it's not the Matt Miller that runs Unwholesome Comedy? Nope. Oh, it's another one. It's my friend who we both. Uh, I know him from before we started comedy. Oh, fun. Before both of us started comedy. And we were just working together in the city. And we were like, we should start doing comedy. And then eventually I started and he started. And um, and then he wants to roast me. And he's, I'm worried that he's going to actually destroy me. Because I don't, I, I'm, I, that's why I asked you at the, the other day. I was like, what happens if people are just mean? You know, they're not even funny. They're just, they're just being, uh, yeah they're coming at you with just mean stuff. And I, as much as I like Matt, feel like he's going to just try to tear me down. He knows way too much about me. It's like a weird thing to have somebody who you know from before comedy roast you, who's a comedian now. I think that's going to be so fun. I think I think roasts are so much better when you actually know and like the person that you're roasting because then it's 
it's less superficial. Like you can actually roast them for who they are as opposed mm. to just what they look like. Um, right. That's what I'm hoping that he doesn't do just what I look like. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I don't know how to roast. I don't know. I'm he's like my only my only joke that I have really is that, oh, this is Matt Miller, not the one that you kind of know the other one that's and but you know i i have i don't know does that make sense uh, i think there's definitely something there yeah that's not my joke okay, i haven't okay, written okay. anything yet <laughs> <laughs> that's just a, that's just like a premise of an i like no i like the premise yeah yeah, yeah. i i yeah because i've never done any i've never written any rose jokes so i'm um so i'm yeah you know you're you're my you're gonna be my teacher this is it you're my teacher now <laughs> oh no um, um i will say i'm for the record, also still quite new at roast. Like I've only done maybe ten or eleven. Okay, so that's a that's a lot more than I thought. I didn't even know you did ten or eleven. That's I think that's a lot. For I mean, there's people that have been doing it for years. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've most of mine have been in like the past two months or so. You've done ten like no, like I've done five like, or six roasts in the last two months. Yeah, I've done like, yeah, five or six in the past two months. That's a lot. I wouldn't even, that's my problem is that even just the idea of me having to do this roast has like derailed my stand up. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't even know what to write about. I just know that I have to roast this guy. And um, I feel like that would take away from my stand up or like take away from, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't actually It'd probably give me a reason to do mics that I don't want to do because they're going to hear the same shit that I always say. People, yeah, I, I occasionally, I have tested out roast jokes at mics and mm -hmm. it's kind of hit or miss how useful it is. Um, but sometimes it is fun, like for the room, because it's, it is different from stand up and some people are really into it. Um, yeah. So it's kind of a nice, I, I recommend trying it out at some mics because it, it's kind of a nice change of pace for everyone. Yeah, I, I, I will. And um, by the way, you're listening to uh, Eggs, Bacon, Grit, Sausage. If you're just tuning in on Radio Free Brooklyn, I'm here with my guest Divya Undone, Divya underscore Undone on Instagram. Uh, check her out. I did want to play a quick clip from your Instagram. Um, I promise it's going to be fun. And um, yeah, I'm just going to play it. It's uh, it's one of Divya's one of Divya's hits. As they're gonna, yeah, it's 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 possibly it's possibly the best joke that I've I've ever heard. Now you're now you're setting expectations <laughs> yeah. too high for what no, this is. This is my no, um, no. This is a this is a clip from Divya. Oh, I didn't I didn't save it. Uh, usually I save it, but I have it right here. Okay, um, I'm playing it right now. That is not what I'm playing. What the heck is that? Why Erickson? Three hours of white noise. All right, what I sleep to every night. Okay, hold on. I'm playing it right now. Do you restorative yoga? Sorry. I'll tell you, I do restorative yoga. Uh, if you don't know what that is, that's where I'm Indian and I sleep 14 hours a day. <laughs> feel very restored. Uh, another sign of depression. <laughs> I'll tell you, I do restorative All right. Um, I, I, I enjoy that joke, even though... why? So you don't, you don't post too many uh clips on your instagram but that was fun i i enjoyed it you were like no i don't know if you should play it uh, but no it, it's i like it it's, it's very... a fun quick one yeah i definitely need to do i need to 
put more stuff out there. I think it's like one thing. I don't know. What's your, I know you film a lot. Uh, yeah. I, oh, you, because why? You've seen me with my tripod at the yeah. mics. I film, I try to film everything. It's kind of like I heard this Gianmarco Ceresi say like, uh, you know, instead to not get nervous when you put the camera up, just record mm -hmm. every single thing. That way there's never a, I, th I don't know what the, the, the wording was, like a camera, camera nerves. Then that makes sense because then I started recording everything. And then if I don't record something, the next time I record, I get nervous. It's kind of like taking cold showers. If I don't take a cold shower every time I take a shower, the first time I stop, I'll never do it again for months. Okay. The shower thing was interesting. <laughs> you like that? You like that little uh Well, now I just have, I have questions about why you need to take a cold shower, but. Um, why I need to do it? I don't even know. I think it's like a form of like torture at this point. No, I just like to, uh, I like to, I, it's supposed to be good for you and, and it, it's not bad for you. So I'm just like, why am I not doing it? Okay. Let me just do it. <laughs> and then I just do it. And, and then I feel good after it, but it's hor It's the idea of doing it is so scary. I think I, at one point I was listening to a lot of David Goggins. I don't know if you know what that is. I was just, I was like, I'm going to run an ultra marathon and I'm going to start with cold showers. And I've ended at cold. <laughs> I never got to, <laughs> I ran about like 20 minutes and I'm like, nah, this is not for me. I, I can't do this. I, I could maybe do the cold shower. I could thing. Maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've, and I, and it's, it's, it's held up. You know, I do cold showers all the time all right, now. Maybe I'll take that. Yeah, yeah that makes sense to because there's definitely times where I'm like, oh, I I specifically need a tape like to submit for mm -hmm. for things. And then, uh, yeah, it just kind of throws me off in my set where I'm like, oh, like I can't I can't do crowd work. I can't really like be in the moment as much because I need this to be ready for a tape. Right. And it. I don't know. Yeah, my friend Matt Kanena, he was always telling me that I, I want to hear some of your uh, like riffs that you do. And he's like, you should post the riffs on Instagram because sometimes you're doing a set, you're, you'll doing, you're doing a set and you say something that you don't normally say. And then, you're, and then in my brain, I'm like, well, I could put that on Instagram because I'm not going to do that normally. I can post that weird part where somebody coughed and I went off on that cough guy, right? And then now you have something to post on Instagram because I can't, you don't really want to post your, your tight, your tight five or tight seven or whatever it is. I don't, yeah, I don't, I know a lot of people will post crowd work, them doing yeah. crowd work on, on Instagram or TikTok, but also like a lot of comedians are posting their jokes on TikTok and are getting big followings and people are discovering them and, and starting to come to their shows through that. Do you, can, like who? Um, who's doing it that doesn't have less than 10 minutes <laughs> oh yeah not, uh, I mean not us but okay <laughs> but I'm saying but I think like there is a path towards that okay yeah no I I see I see that I I um yes I I, I think that eventually that you can do that when you have an hour of material and then you could throw in like a 20 second joke. And then I've seen people do those jokes that they put online and because they have so much sandwiched around it, then people are like, okay, well I actually don't mind hearing it again. Well, people don't usually mind hearing a good joke twice. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it, times. I don't think you're necessarily burning your material if you put it out there. No. And yeah, it's weird because we, that's why, that's why I have, the, that's why I try to have this show is because 
you know, I'm listening all the time to, you know, these mega successful comedians who are like, you know, I put something on my special and then I'm never going to use it again. I'm like, I'm like a decade away from a special. <laughs> Why am I listening to you? I'm sorry, but like, you don't even know where, like what climate lounge is called climate lounge anymore, you know, like, or, or do you know what I'm saying? Like uh, these, these guys, they're too far away from us that it, they're, their stuff doesn't mean anything anymore. Like Mark Norman stuff kind of makes more sense to listen to at this point. Yeah, that's but fair. Even, I mean, I think that's losing. I think there's definitely lessons to learn from them still, you know, obviously about the craft and, and there's things that they have more per, like hindsight and perspective about things. So I, you know, I do think there's a lot of valuable information and lessons there, but yeah, I think there's, there's certain practicalities and day to day that is they won't necessarily have advice on because they're not in it. Right. Who um who's somebody that you listen to? Like who's somebody that you take either a lot of influence from or like actually get advice from? Do you have a, do you have somebody like that? Um I I mean I really just try to listen to a range of advice from all the different comics even if you know, I may not my comedy might not be similar to them. Um okay. I think Roy Wood Jr. has a ton of great advice and yeah, he's a lot one of, of my his favorites. Yeah. He's obviously super hilarious. And yeah. I think a lot of his advice really is like about looking out for comics too, which I appreciate. Um I mean one of my comedy idols is Maria Bamford. I really? my comedy is not nothing like hers, but I think <laughs> she just has such a unique, distinct voice and is like so fully her. And I think that's one of the things that gives me hope too, where it's like, you know, sometimes when I'm at a mic, I'm like, you know what, I'm bombing, but also like Maria Bamford would bomb this mic because it's, cause it's not about, you know, sometimes it is about finding your audience or really just like staying mm. true to yourself that's until you like are able to carve out a space for yourself. How do you, how do you know that it's staying true to yourself and not the audience? How do you know that it's not the yeah. Is it because the joke that you're working on has worked a lot of times before and this audience just isn't feeling it? Or you're like, no, this is, a, this is me. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know when it's the audience and not you? I think that's, I find it helpful to try out jokes in a large variety of rooms. Like I know there are some people that will only do Brooklyn or like only do Manhattan and like they're always playing to a certain type of room. But I really like trying out different scenes and rooms to really get an understanding of where this joke works or for what type of people or what type of environment. Um, so I think that's, that's part of it is if you try it out in enough places, you understand where it works and where it doesn't. Um, and I think the other part of it too, like I read an interview with um, like David Spade just released a special on Netflix. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. Did you like it? I liked it. It was fun. Um, I think it was interesting. I think hearing his interview helped um, because he, he was like beforehand. No, he did just after. Okay. I, um, didn't, I didn't, I don't know anything. Not about as part interview. of like the Netflix. No, no, no. It was just like, I'm sure he did lots of interviews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was just like, yeah, I mean, this is not like, I'm not trying to change the world with my comedy. Okay, like yeah. this is not, I'm not going in depth about any of these topics. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make a specific point. Like 
this is all kind of surface level. Like these are, they're jokes. This is fun. Um, I think for a special, I do like to see like a little bit more depth and like cohesiveness. Cause I felt like he did. It was kind of just like a lot, lots of bits and he kind of just jumped around in topics. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a personal preference. Um, but he was in the, in this interview that he did, which is not any definitive interview. Okay, I thought this was like a must-see along, <laughs> no, 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 no. along with the special. I'm like, I watched an hour special and I didn't see this five-minute fucking interview. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm an idiot. How did I not see it? But he was just talking about when he started and he was doing clubs and he wasn't, um, he wasn't getting booked again or called back to them. And so he was, you know, thinking about changing his routine and, and doing different jokes to to better suit that environment. And then I forget what, it did, like some other big comic that he was talking to who was like, oh, like what happened? Like I saw you're, you're doing different jokes or something like that. And he was like, yeah, like I needed to change it up so that I could get booked more in these places. And that comic was like, oh, that just kind of sounds like a losing proposition. Like you, so I think kind of the point there was like, do do what you think is funny like really pursue that and of Mm. course you're still gonna have to take feedback and adjust here and there but like that should be your guiding star not not what's gonna get you booked not what other people think is funny like really if you love comedy like you're doing it because you're trying to pursue what you think is funny to the the highest degree and I think like I um Anthony Jeselnik had some like similar advice in watching Norm Macdonald, like not, he was kind of like, not, not every joke has to hit. Like, mm, okay. You mean because it's kind of, wait, so yeah, because I, I know Norm Macdonald does like a lot of jokes for himself, but everyone that he has such a specific crowd that like loves him so much that most people will go back and listen to it and still find more and more funny things that he was saying. Um, and then a lot of it seems like, some of it is literally just jokes for himself. So you're saying that, but that jokes for yourself doesn't really make any sense to me. Well, I think it's, I think the overall point is don't aim for the common denominator. Like the goal shouldn't be, at least in my perspective, I I don't want to create comedy that's necessarily funny for everyone because I think like, what are you, how can you really do anything interesting if, every single person yeah finds it funny which which is an impossibility cuz yeah, humor yeah, is so subjective exactly. but it's like i don't know the the goal is, like some people are just aren't going to like what you're doing yeah. and that's totally fine but the goal shouldn't be oh this works for as many people as possible because i think then you're just diluting your point or your material mm. or your style I mean, I, I get, I, if, if that's, if it's changing your material to do that, then yes. But I mean, some jokes are just funny to a broader audience. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, mean, I, I really, I liked, I love David's, I love the special and I, I think cause I like David Spade so much. I liked, especially the crab joke was, I, <laughs> it's really fucking funny. And, um, uh, I, but I, I see what you're saying. It kind of felt like I, I don't really, I barely remember anything from the special other than the crab joke. 
And then there was like, you know, a good amount of it that was like, okay, it was not even funny. And I don't know why, but I watched it with my mom. I was like, he's really funny. He's one of my favorite stand-up comics. Let's watch him. And then it was like all about sex for like 20 minutes. There was a lot of sex stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wish I was. And then all, and then there was so many references to Adam Sandler and to his career. And I'm, I'm like, mom, you don't understand. This is, this is for his audience, right? You're not his audience. You're a 50 year old woman from Soviet Union. It's not for you. <laughs> all right, why you did don't you make her watch this then. I don't. I didn't know. I don't know why. I was just like, I'm trying to um, incorporate her. <laughs> I'm like, look, you, you see why I like doing this so much. Aww, and that's then. Sweet. And then she's like, I don't understand why you like this. This is awful. The crab joke was not even, she didn't even laugh at the crab joke. She laughed at like the the COVID jokes more. Oh, interesting. And I was like, those sucked. Yeah. Those were whack. Those were hack, dude. You don't even know, mom. Mom, you're so hack. Mom, you're hack. I'm talking about COVID still. Well, I did think that she laughed, I think, the hardest at the, the restaurant thing. The like the three tiers when the tiers were like the Mandarin uh, the mandarin the what color is orange orange there's like an orange he said an uh, a flavor of orange and um and it was like in a reference he's like oh the first tier it's a uh, rock quarries are open oh yeah yeah and yeah, then yeah, the yeah. and then it's like i just want to know when the restaurant i don't give a fuck yeah, anything yeah, else yeah. i just want to know when the restaurants are open and um that was when my mom was laughing the hardest and the rest of the series the show she was like Okay, it's okay. And the <laughs> thing about old people is that they'll suffer, old people, <laughs> whatever. People like who are just older than us will sit and not check their phone for an hour and, and something that they don't even really like, which is impressive. It, it is beautiful. It's, yeah. it's, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe you're not laughing for 20 minutes in a row and you're still giving this attention. Wow. But maybe you. she was doing it out of love for you. I, I, I mean, it must have been, it must have been, <laughs> or her phone was dead. I don't know. <laughs> you know, those are the only two options. I um. By the way, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is uh, eggs, bacon, grits, sausage radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm here with uh, Divya underscore Undone, um, and we're talking about we're talking about roast battles. We're talking about my mom for some reason. We're talking about um, and comedy in general. I do want to ask, do you? Is there any way that you remember any of your jokes that you did when you versed Ricky uh, two nights ago? Or last night? Was that last night? It was from two nights Friday ago. Night. It was Friday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? That was I so recently. Um, I think the joke that probably hit the hardest. Also, you won, right? I won, yeah. Yeah. When, also- when you were talking, you guys both came out. I can... You were, no, you were like, you did so great. And I was like, oh, you won. All right. <laughs> like, no, he did great, though. And yeah, it was his yeah. first time. Right. Which is really impressive. That was his first time. He's been yeah. doing stand-up for, I know Ricky, I feel like he's been doing stand-up for a little bit. Yeah, he's been doing stand-up for, for a few years, but that was his first roast battle. Okay. And we did not have a lot of time to prepare. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Because um, it was people dropped out. So then we got. Oh, together. that's what happened? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I think the joke that hit the hardest was, I mean, this won't mean anything to, to people on the radio, but um, it was, he's uh, Malaysian Chinese. Um, so I said, Ricky, you look like BTS if they were made in China. <laughs> BTS if they were made in China. Which works on multiple levels. <laughs> BTS is a, is it a, a pop group? Yeah, they're that huge, know, huge K-pop uh, group. Uh, <laughs> 
that literally everyone in the world knows. I know them. See, I said, are they that group? <laughs> Even I, BTS, because in my brain, BTS is behind the scenes. It's, I know, camera, camera stuff, dude. Um, too, too steeped in the industry. I'm, I'm just too, um, yeah, exactly. I'm just an industry man uh, <laughs> and I can't help myself. Um, I, so that, and I, um, so that's I, I, the BTS stuff. I, wonderful stuff. If you know Ricky, you would die. Uh, I don't know his Instagram. I don't. I want. I would drop, but I would. I would shout him out. I know uh, Otterly Comedy. They're friends, so if you <laughs> you could go to Otterly Comedy on Instagram and then find Ricky. Let through me him. promote this other Asian comedian. Who's my friend? No, because I met Ricky through Otter. There's a reason. All right, it's not just like I'm just shouting out Asian people. Um, it is AAPI though. Know. Come on, dude. Like you gotta, you gotta do it. Right, so that's why you're on the show. Uh, the show was the Asian Comedy Festival, oh. very big, very Asian Comedy yes. Festival. Yeah. Uh, and I was working that. See, I'm, I'm doing my part. Uh, there we as go, a, ally. As a Caucasian, um, doing my thing. Uh, no, I was doing it for stage time. I'll be honest. Of course. Oh, I didn't know you were working. I worked at Broadway. I work the. I work at Broadway uh, occasionally as an intern. And I just had a, on Friday that night, I had a, I did, at the, I did a house show and I did, I'll be honest, I did pretty well. Nice. And Richard just texted me, um, like about 20, like just as, just as we started, Hey, um, let me, uh, give you a call. When are you free? I'm like, holy shit. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what does that mean? Uh, hopefully that means that he's going to have me come on a weekly basis to Broadway. Cause I've been. I've been on his on his behind for a couple months. Oh yeah, trying to get him to give me a day. I I've, I've talked about it a lot actually uh, on this, but I for months I had been like, hey, I'd love to intern. Hey, I'd love to intern. Finally got the pieces together, the multiple managers that you need to get in the same room. Oh, and yeah. it, you know, and then they threw me a bone, and then now it now this me. I don't know. I don't know, man. The, the small increments of moving forward in comedy feel so massive in the moment. And then, and then uh, like a month goes by and you're like, this is nothing. It's like nothing has changed or, or it's like, I feel like 1% difference. But honestly, that's, that's how it goes. And I think it is important to celebrate all those small steps. And then in the, like, in that moment, you're like, this is a big step. And then it, a year later, you're like, oh, that was a small step, but that's because now the steps you're making are bigger. Like, that's progression. Yeah, I, that makes sense. Um, yeah, the, the it's funny how the small, how small, how small the steps were in the beginning, how big they felt. And now every step feels really big. And then in three months, you can be like, but those were the reason that I'm doing these things. And um, I love that. I love that about stand-up. Everything seems to tie into some other thing that you did weeks ago or months ago or yeah. a year ago i mean i i will i literally will write down each month like things that oh i accomplished or am proud of i like that and then and it's interesting like when i first started like i've only been doing stand-up for like three years or so um but i remember like my first month i literally wrote things like i talked to other comedians at an yeah. open mic like those were my accomplishments oh that's so cool that you did that yeah at the very beginning i think it just helps because you're you're gonna bomb so much and experience so many so many setbacks and disappointments and yeah. it's so easy to compare yourself to others and be like oh i'm accomplishing nothing because this person's accomplishing so much more but really 
your measure of success isn't what other people are doing. It's what you're doing. It's yeah. am I better now than I was last month mm-hmm. or a year ago? And so that's why I think it's like helpful to just like really focus on things you're happy about and proud of and your successes and then be able to see that you're making progress. Yeah. I, that's, that's a really good point. Cause, um, a lot of times, uh, like I'll see somebody like Maddie Wiener just destroy for 15 minutes in a row and, um, just learn that she's like really young and I'm like, are you serious? But at the same time, I'm destroying relative to who I was 11 months ago. Yeah. So I'm like, well, well, I mean, I, you know, it takes time. And also we're on different paths. We're different people. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I was doing a, I was doing, I had a career just a year and a half ago, you know, and then I dropped that and I'm so happy. I'm like, fuck that shit. I don't, I'm glad that I'm doing what I like would rather do. And then maybe this will lead to something but that that was leading to a nowhere dead end mm. for me. So I'm relative to me. I'm doing so well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you are as well. I know you are. What um what so what do you do for a day job? Do you have or do you did you have a day job? Did you have I, a career choice that you were going towards at one point? Um, I still have a day job. Uh, so I work in technology as oh, a product do? manager. Oh. Yeah. Uh, for a company speci- or for like a tech company? Um, I currently work for a hospital but on the tech side so like on websites and mobile apps for patients interesting that's really cool product manager what does a product manager do Uh, a product manager defines what the product or features should be so we work with stakeholders we do use like work with a ux team to do user research and then kind of compile all of that into a set of requirements and then work with a team of software developers to actually build and release that. And are you managing the whole project? Are you not a project manager? Not a project so, manager. Yeah. Product. Product manager. That's why I'm getting confused because I usually, I've heard people doing project management, not product management. Yeah. So the, there's a lot of overlap and they work closely together, but um, project manager is more like managing the timelines and making sure more managing like okay, here's the execution plan and making sure that everything goes according to plan. And the product manager is more defining the what and the why. Okay. And how can a stand-up comedian get into product managing? (laughs) (laughs) That's my, I'm looking for a new job. (laughs) How can I, how can I, what are the quick hacks to get me into uh, (laughs) into healthcare uh, product management? What did you have to do? I mean, you did some like quick four-year degree thing at like yeah, a, you quick, know, a yeah, decent yeah, yeah. college and you got a decent GPA, something yeah, like that. that. I had a couple of decent internships. How can I do that in like four months? <laughs> How can, yeah, I'm looking um, for a side gig. I think the first step, so everything you said, literally I did. <laughs> um, but if you want to do that, if I think the hack is to create a vision board and then just manifest it. Okay. Yeah. Just pray in front of that board for a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then things will happen. I, I actually kind of, I, as much as it sounds so like heebie jeebie, heebie jeebie, sounds so, I don't know, a little bit out of it, a little bit different. Uh, I, I do, the art, the, ma- the word manifest, um, has in my brain weird, uh, 
like it, it makes me think of other things, but I, I, it, <laughs> oh man, does that make any sense? I think. You're talking about a manifesto? Do you have a. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not what I'm fucking talking about. No, man, no. <laughs> Damn it. No, manifest sounds so, um, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Bushwicky and yeah, uh, but I I do uh, the word itself it, uh, does that for me. But the but the actual the concept what, behind the it. concept behind it is I totally agree with it. I totally understand it. I feel like it makes so much sense when you when you when you start just putting yourself in the I am this, I am gonna be this, I am doing this kind of mindset. Then you it, it's a it's kind of like when you're, I don't, I, when you're going towards something, then all these other things kind of melt away, and then the things that you're trying to go towards seem to present themselves, and it's really because your brain. I think your brain can't handle a hundred thousand things all at the same time that the information they're getting. But so when you're looking for something, um, you start to see more things that are related to that. That made no sense. No, the, I actually, I I think I get what you're saying. It's if you're, listen, if you have self-limiting beliefs, you're going to limit yourself. But if you're looking forward, if you're focused on what you want to achieve, you, because there's, there's always opportunities. And so if you're kind of always priming your mind to be focused on those opportunities, you're going to be able to pick those out or identify those more. But easily. not even because you're really, trying to find those opportunities it's more of um the, you're just seeing them you're seeing yeah. them where you wouldn't have you wouldn't have really had the brain had the uh capability of just seeing those things because they would just you were doing this other uh, you were you were on a different path so you don't they just don't you just can't hear them or you can't see them your, yes, your field of vision essentially was cluttered by all these other right. things that you were thinking about. Because that was your path before. Yeah. Ugh. I, you know, I bring people on just so that they can help me understand what I'm thinking and, and, um, and say it better. That's, that's all, that's the whole reason I bring people on this is just, you know, help me say something and, and just uh, wrap it up in a bow for me. Okay. And then, and then you, and then you say it and then I'll be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Um, I just want to uh, do this part of the show real quick. By the way, you're listening. If you're just tuning in, which you are, or you're not, you've been you've been faithful and loyal this whole time. But if you're just tuning in, uh, we're li you're listening to Eggs, Bacon, Grit, Sausage Radio. I'm your host, Thelonious Fiorito. You're listening to Eggs to Radio Free Brooklyn, and I'm here right now with my host Divya underscore Undone. If you want to check her out, are you going to give out the number? Yes, um, the number. Uh, pull up, call, call us. Uh, don't can, be shy. You can roast Thelonious. You can roast me. You can roast Divya if you want to. Uh, <laughs> the number is 718-673-8201. Or if you're super brave, I'm going to throw it out. Call me. Oh my God. <laughs> 347-276-6755. 347-276-6755. If you're slow, it's on you. All right. You could have gotten that if you were quick. Um, you I just got registered for a bunch of marketing schemes. No, I hope not. Um, I don't think so, but maybe. I'm already. I already get like a thousand random text messages. Like, hey, do you want a Toyota yeah. Camry? I'm like, oh yeah, but 
<laughs> how here's a link and it's like u2 dot be uh flat yeah. i'm like yeah i want to click on this why can't you why can't there be like an app where you you like copy and paste the link and then you don't get hacked why why do they do this why do they wait not? you so you think that you could still get the toyota camry <laughs> there's it's a just chance the link is the problem the thing is i'm manifesting a toyota camry and these <laughs> these ads are hitting me with you want one so I'm like, I can't, then I'm self, it's a self-limiting belief to mm. think that these ads are not <laughs> for me and that they're not. So, um, so, but I, I just wanted to introduce this part of the show. This part of the show, um, you as my guest, you get to choose between three different things that we're going to do. It's very fun. It's very, it's uh, it's not scary at all. Um, it's, uh, um, you get to choose between these multiple options. We can improvise a scene. Any scene, I know this is crazy, right? Any scene with any character you want, if you have an impression that you want to show off or an accent you like doing, and I can do my best to respond to it in a different accent or impression that is appropriate for me. And, and uh, or, or if not, um, if you're not prepared for that because I didn't send you an outline because I'm boss like that. Uh, I also have this one-on-one joke book that I stole from my 10-year-old brother uh, where we can either do an accent or impression reading the reading the jokes out of this book or you could just read it as confidently as you want but sometimes it's fun a lot of people have an accent or impression that they they enjoy doing i have one that i'm uh going to bomb doing and it's going to be super fun um but so do you have an do you have a impression do you have a character that you're working on do you have i re- do you- <laughs> i really don't you don't have any impression. There's no way you don't have any impressions. No, I don't. Who do you have an impression of? I have like a. I have so many. I have um. I have so many. I. I but I've done a lot of them. Like I've done like Barack. I've done Trump. I want to do uh, like uh, uh, Vito Corleone. Uh, Wait, I, I want to hear your Barack impression. No, it's really bad. <laughs> I'm like, you just chose the worst one. First one you listed. I was trying to hide it behind the other three. No, it's it's all. It's just like, oh, man. Um, uh, me and Michelle, uh, we're going on a date, and uh, we're really looking forward uh, to uh, picking uh, a restaurant, and we'd love to get your opinion. That's it. Wait, that was great. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I have. I think I have better ones, but that that you chose. You chose the worst one. I chose the first one. <laughs> you chose the first listed. one. You're not supposed to choose. You're supposed to choose the third one or the second one. There's like a mentality behind it. Um, but you don't have any. I know you do. There's got to be like you know you do Scooby Doo at your home or something. Right? Scooby Doo. <laughs> um. Or another comedian. Some uh, Sarah Amy Harvard came on here and did um, what's that Boston guy? Not Antoine, the other one. Oh, like a local comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, a local comedian, like a Brian. friend. <laughs> uh, he talks. He has a huge Boston accent, and he talks. Uh, you, you might not know him. You you definitely do know him. I just forget his no, name. No, I think right now. Ryan. Ryan what? Ryan. Blanking on his last name for some reason. I don't know if it's Ryan. He hosts the Grizzly Pair. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's him. Yeah, I don't think his name is Ryan. I don't know why I'm blanking on <laughs> everything today. It's okay. Well, if you don't want to, that's fine because then I can. Uh, 
I can start and then maybe you can, uh, you know, you'll have five seconds to, to, to think of I'll another one. I'll try to do a British or, or Australian accent. Oh, fantastic. That's oh, um, in, in fact, we actually have somebody uh, Ooh, calling maybe in. Maybe we can win a Toyota camera. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to put them on the air. Hold on. All right. All right. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, listen. Uh, hey, yeah, wait. Uh, all right. You're on the air, by the way. I Who know, is this? I know. This is Matt. Matt you shouted can, me out before. I wanted to say I thank did. you in person. You want I also to, want you to do uh, a Scooby Doo impression because since you mentioned it, uh, I want to make sure you do it. But do like a do like a presidential speech at Scooby Doo. That's what I want to hear from you, though. Okay. Did you want to hear anything from uh, our guest? No, Divya? no. I want to hear from you. No, no, no. I want to hear from you. Uh, can you hear? Um, you want to hear from me doing a Scooby Doo impression? I like a I presidential that speech. Request. This yes, is yes, this yes. is not what I was looking for when I said call. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Uh, love love your work. Uh, you do great work on the air. Uh, but yeah, please do the Scooby Doo impression. I'm not going to listen anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I guess that's what we're going to have to do. All right. Thanks for thanks for calling in, uh, Mr. Of Matt. Of course, of course. Well, you put your your personal number on the air, so I just thought maybe I'll call. All right. Any chance you have a Toyota Camry that you're you're looking to dispose of? No, not at the moment. But I'll definitely let you know. Do you have any questions for the guest for our guest Divya? Well, I do actually. I, I was wondering what sort of kind of strategies that she does personally to like when she wants to start writing new jokes, or is her process similar to yours? Because I know yours is like, you know, whenever you kind of find something that's interesting or you think could become a joke you'll write it down i wonder if it's similar to that or if she um decides i want to write a new joke how does she go about doing that but i want to hear your scooby-doo pressure first <laughs> okay all right thanks for that did you want all right do you want to stay on the air or no no i'll, I'll go back to listening okay great all right i'll see you i'll talk to you later uh, matthew all right later bro all right <laughs> That's the, that doesn't count as a call in. That was <laughs> that was a great call in. Oh man, All right. what a what a jerk! All right, um, I can't. Why did I say the Scooby Doo thing? He did that on on purpose. Uh, all right, um, Scooby Doo during doing a presidential speech. Uh, all right, maybe I got to think of a topic because there's got to be. Um, do Gettys? You could be, do the Gettysburg Address. I can't do the Gettysburg Address because I don't know that much of it off the top of my head. <laughs> I'll do gas prices or something. Um, oh, fuck it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rude. It's good. And me and the gang were trying to, to wonder. Why, uh, why the gas prices are so high that we can't fill up the truck, the van? Uh, this is not even a Scooby-Doo. That was not Scooby-Doo at all. <laughs> it's definitely a character. <laughs> you Because Scooby-Doo, I just realized Scooby-Doo doesn't speak English. He doesn't speak a lot. <laughs> yeah, he just goes, Roo -roo. <laughs> and that's all he does. So I go, Roo -roo -roo. Roo -roo -roo. Roo -roo. <laughs> oh. you, uh, uh. all right thanks caller thanks caller for that that was the that was uh him he, he he was discussing that the reason that gas prices are so high right now is because um 
there have been a lot of delays in the uh, the moving, what was it called? The operations part of uh, moving gas around the world has been interrupted by COVID and by several wars that we're not going to mention right now. Uh, and um, that's why, that's what's going on. Oh my God, the sincere backstory to the impression. To this, yeah, no, I mean, that's what he was saying. I have to explain it because otherwise some people may not have understood what I was saying. You understood. Right. Yeah, but, and normally uh, he would have an interpreter. Exactly, stage. there would be captions and you yeah. can't caption a radio show. So I'm doing the, the legwork. All right, my intern is not here today, um, but normally they're always here. Always, I always have a team around me who are doing the doing the lifting. Normally, there's a camera crew. We got a live audience. Today, everyone was like, uh, "We got." Well, they all got COVID at the same time, and they stayed home. Right. They're all safe though. They're all safe. They're quarantining right now. Um, okay, wait, but you're you're getting out of this easy. Uh, so. Can we do, um, do you want to do like an improvised scene where like you have an English accent? I'll be, I'll be, uh, I want to try, I, it's going to be bad. So how about that? I'll, I'll do an accent that's really bad. James Gandolfini. I don't know how to do it, but I'm trying to do it this morning. And you, you if you do. Do you do characters in your, as part of your comedy? Uh, I do. I, I have, I have a bit where I do Trump and then I did have a bit where I was Obama, it, but it never really worked. It was, it was, um, it was. Uh, me and Michelle, uh, we, uh, oh, I, I, I had to set it up. It's Michelle, it's Brock and Michelle going to a laundromat, uh, and they're not famous. They're like, uh, me and Michelle, uh, uh, we, we want change. Uh, <laughs> but this big, uh, this rest, this laundromat, uh, they don't accept, uh, small bills. Or something like that. Uh, they don't have small bills. That I mean, like it. Yeah, that wasn't very good. The Trump one is actually pretty good, but it also goes into like you have to kind of do some Trump type things, and it's I, I wait. Uh. I have I I do the I have this Trump joke where it's like, um, I'm I, it's Trump, it's uh, it's and this is before the Will Smith stuff, but it's uh, Trump if he was Serena and Venus Williams' dad. And he'd be like, they're really great. Okay, I love my daughters. Okay, I love seeing them in a skirt. All right, oh, I love God. when a big balls are, are getting launched at them, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, it's like, so yeah, gross, they're good. very pretty. They've got a great racket. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, it's really, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, no, that's it's, great. it's the most thought out bit I have. Those are both great bits. Um, but, you know, you're not getting away from this, okay? Mm. Yeah, and as much as you can try to, like, give me some compliments and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'm falling for them, too, <laughs> you can't get away I really from like this. your shirt. Oh, you know what? That's great. You know what this shirt is about? The off- <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> okay, because uh, it's part of my agreement with the radio show. They want me to do a, a performative part of um, the show, and it's it's really, it's the funnest part. Most people love it. My friend Matt's probably going to, He's going to, you know, roast me about it later. He's going to probably Snapchat, send this to all my high school friends, which I still talk to because I like my friends. Um, uh, <laughs> Wait, was that your friend, Matt? You, I, yes, that was. That's the one you're going to roast battle. No, this, oh, oh no, no, this is, um, I, I, this is not a comic. Oh, okay. That was just a, a friend who's, who's oh, listening so to the nice. radio. Um, I, I also, I, I can't really put the, the phone on. I have to call people on this phone. That's why I said they can call in on my cell phone. But if I turn this on, you'll hear 
beep, 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 because unless they're about to call in, I don't know. I have to turn it on. It's a whole big ordeal. All right. Um, so, all right, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, um, a bit and then we can, uh, we can, we can do this. All right. Um, this is, uh, this is Vito, Cor we're having Vito Corleone call in, by the way. Vito Corleone, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. Okay, okay, Thelonious, we're doing great over here. I just wanted to say, do you know who Vito Corleone is? Yeah. Okay. Godfather? Yeah, Godfather. Yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, Godfather. Can you continue? Yeah, no problem. Okay, I just wanted to say, uh, I really enjoy the show, okay? And uh, I, I wanted to hear a little bit more about um, stand-up comedy. And uh, I wish it was a pastime of mine that I never got to enjoy. Okay, I had to listen to some of my favorites, Bobby Darren and uh, Frank Sinatra. But uh, they didn't really have the jokes that I was looking for. I was looking for some thick jokes and some grandma jokes. And uh, I was hoping that you could tell us some. I was uh, I was hoping to, to listen and find out how I could, how I could do, do some. Okay, yeah, no problem. Sounds good. All right, Vito. Um, that was that was a that was Vito, that was Vito C. Uh, he's a he's a big listener to the to the to the show. I don't know. Um, a lot of people don't even know who he is. That's why I asked you. I was like, oh, really? He's a he's a guy from the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I am I am getting derailed right now. Uh, so hey, look, just give it a try. It's easy with the book. Um, I promise. Oh boy. Okay, I'm supposed to do an accent. Do anything. <laughs> do an accent. Do an impression of. Uh, oh, unprepared. Of who? Um. Okay. If I'm gonna choose one for you, do. Can you do Matthew McConaughey? I can say words that he says. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's not gonna be anything like him. Um. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Why do crazy people like to eat cashews? Why? Because they're nuts, man. <laughs> not, not Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it was him for the first three words. <laughs> was that was that closer? I felt like that was going in the direction of Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, that I, I see what I see that. Right. Can you do Mitch? Try Mitch. <laughs> it's going to be that same. <laughs> it's going to be a bad Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> uh, how many... <laughs> Look, I'm trying to picture his voice in my head. Hey, how many rotten eggs does it take to stink up a kitchen? How many? Quite a few, man. Oh, kind of fume. Man. Quite a few. No, the man was mine. <laughs> oh, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at that. Already improvising so quickly. Oh, this is so terrible. All right, so you did Mitch Fagberg. Do you have a. What about one more? Name, name a. Um, can you do. Can you no, do, the question is not can you do. <laughs> all right, all right. Do, do a Christopher Walken. I know that's like an quote unquote easy impression to do, but I can't. <laughs> so unprepared for this. Um, wait, you do it. 
I feel like you would do better. I don't think I, I can't. I'm not going to do justice to Christopher Walken. I, I didn't prepare for it, so I, I can't think of it right now. You just heard my. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I no I, I feel like I can do it better, but I didn't prepare for it at all. So there's got to be. No, I already did my horrible Vito Corleone. But that's why that's why people listen, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, just do an English. I'll do a, yeah, I'll do a Gordon Ramsay. Okay. <laughs> um, what kind of food is good for your eyes? What kind? Seafood, you donkey. Hey. There we go. All right. All right, there we go. Gordon Ramsay was on the air just now. <laughs> That's so exciting. All right, um, before before we uh, before we get off, um, we have a couple minutes left. Um, if you're listening, if you're tuning in, this is uh, I'm here with my guest Divya underscore Undone. Uh, check her out; she's really great, and she has a show uh, coming up tonight. Actually, um, it can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, the show is called Firestarters. We feature women and LGBTQIA plus performers. Uh, it's at Club Coming in the East Village at 7 p.m. So stop by. It'll be a great show. We have Jordan Jensen headlining. She's been on Just for Laughs and performs regularly at the Comedy Cellar and a whole great lineup of people. Amazing. Amazing. And the tickets, they can get them through your bio or something? Yeah, on Instagram. On Instagram, which is? Divya, D-I-V-Y-A underscore undone. All right. Yeah, awesome. No, and... um. Yeah, go check her out. Uh, I don't know. I may, I may, I may make a guest appearance. Just an appearance. I'll be. I'll guest appear in the back of the room. <laughs> it's a very long room. It's a great room for great a comedy. Room. I've I've seen um, the spicy medley uh, stuff there. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I didn't know they were at Club Coming. They did one show there. I think it was ran as um, because their somebody's parents came in on a Friday. They normally do it on a Wednesday. I was only available for that Friday. I was like, yes. So um, go go check that out. Go club coming in the East Village, right? Yeah. And um, do you have any other things that you you have a oh and you have a mic that is for uh, LGBTQTIA plus. Yeah, I host a few mics. If you're a comic interested in performing, um, so Mondays at six at Producers Club, Firestarters, which is again women's LGBTQ mic. Uh, at Eastville Mondays at eight or Thursdays at Pine Box at six. Yeah, go to those. Those are going to be fun. Those are going to be better for people who are just starting. Uh, and if you're in those groups specifically, um, if you're not in those groups, then you're probably like me and you just go to any mic. And uh, those are all our group, right? Well, Firestarters is for women and LGBTQ, right. but the other mics are. For oh, everyone. they are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Never mind. Pull up to those. And um, and is there any last bit of advice that you'd give to an up-and-coming or a medium up-and-coming stand-up comic? Maybe like myself. Maybe. Not I would say. <laughs> um, I mean, I think there's so, <laughs> there's so many things I could say, but I'll just say what I try to reinforce to myself all the time, which okay. is really like, like, do you, <laughs> as, as hack as this sounds, like, do you like pursue what you think is funny, focus on your growth. And remember, like, remember why you're doing this. Like, if you love comedy, do like retain that love. Like, don't get so hung up in trying to, you know, do better than other people or compare yourself or, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of us are pursuing comedy because we genuinely love it. 
and it makes us happy. And I think it's just really important to hold on to that. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for that. Uh, tune in next week. We'll have on Faraz Shayer. Uh, he's a really great stand-up comic. He does a thousand impressions. Uh, okay. Well, it sounds like you got your days mixed up. <laughs> no, but uh, tune in next week.